Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Frick podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I didn't even really realize was important or had sort of shaped who I am today, but I think it's important to discuss, and especially as someone in their 20s, this is something that I think every person needs to experience at least once in their lifetime. So today I'm going to be discussing why it's important to move away from your hometown. I am someone that was very lucky. I, well, I wouldn't say lucky at the time, but I had a family that moved me all over the country when I was a kid. And at the time, I absolutely hated it. I was always moving away from my friends, you know, the school I was in. And looking back now, it really helped me become the person I am and sort of, again, shaped my personality and who I am to this day. To give some more background on just who I am, I was actually born in California. I then moved to two different cities in Texas. I don't quite remember living in Texas. I was so young, but... From there, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and that's where you know my memories started to kick in. We lived in each of these cities for about two years until we finally moved to Chicago, where I would say the bulk of my childhood really took off, I guess. I lived there between second grade all the way to senior year of high school. So I would say I really grew up there and then I decided to go to school in Arizona and I don't know, my family just wanted to follow me because I'm the best child. So everyone sort of, my whole family moved with me to Arizona, which was nice because one, I got in-state tuition, two, I didn't have to deal with the fact that I was going to a completely different region of the country while you know, my family was a good thousand miles or so away from me. You know, they were just a quick car ride down the road. So I still got the experience of going to college somewhere completely different, but without losing my family. From there, I actually moved to Seattle for about nine months. And then I ended up moving in with my parents in Las Vegas during COVID. And now we are here back in good old Phoenix, Arizona. So I want to talk about those nine months that I was living in Seattle, Washington. And looking back, it was the most uncomfortable experience of my life. But at the same time, again, I just I don't think I'd be who I am today. And I'm really grateful that I completely left what would be considered my norm for nine months and went out and did this. So the reason I moved to Seattle was because I needed a job. (laughs) Uh, Getting a job out of college for some people is super easy, but in the industry I was in, it was really, really hard. And I was lucky enough to be offered what was considered a part-time job up in Seattle doing what I wanted to do. And I didn't have any other great offers at the time, and this is a pretty cool opportunity, so I decided to take it. As someone who's moved around a lot, I wasn't that afraid of being somewhere new, but on the same side, I didn't know a single person that lived in Seattle. 
didn't have any family, any friends. I had never been there in the first place, and I still decided to accept this job. Now, this would sound really scary to a lot of people, leaving their family, their friends, and any capacity to live somewhere completely different is very scary, I will agree, but at the same time, you gotta do it. Otherwise, how are you going to grow as a person? How are you going to have these new life experiences? And for me, even though I had lived in all these different cities growing up, this really felt like the first time I had moved away from my hometown because I wasn't so close to my family and I didn't have my friends with me. So this was that big step for me of doing something completely out of my normal And while I had been used to living in different places and adapting to that, this was going to be the big change for me in terms of getting my own apartment, you know, having to go to the store by myself, just doing all these things that I had never really had to do because I've always had family or friends around to kind of be that little security blanket that I've always had. And that was going to be taken away from me. I think the biggest thing living in Seattle taught me was that you need to learn how to be okay by yourself until you get to a point in life where you can go to the movies by yourself, you can sit at a restaurant by yourself, you're not staying at home simply because you can't find someone to go out and do something with. That is so important and living in this city really taught me that I can go out and I can explore by myself. I didn't have any friends, so was I just gonna sit in my apartment all day and all night? No. I remember when I first got there, I was lucky that I actually had one of my really good friends visiting me. She kind of helped me get settled in, and so we explored a bit together, and then as soon as she left, it was this big, overwhelming feeling of, okay, what now? So I had to learn how to navigate that by myself you know I would walk downtown by myself you know just trying to explore you know find shops find find things to do by myself and it was super uncomfortable at first and then you realize when you look around how many people are actually by themselves not everyone has their best friend or their significant other next to them at all times or you know is walking around with their dad or their mom or their sister or something like that. So it's so important to be able to go out and do these things by yourself and be happy and content while doing them. There were so many things that I did by myself that, I mean, I'm really proud that I did it. At one point, I went to a Broadway play by myself. Um <laughs> The, the movie Frozen was um, adapted to a Broadway play, and I had actually already seen it twice, but it was in Seattle, and I really wanted to go and see it again. I had nothing going on that day. So I remember waking up, seeing it was here, went online, found a ticket. I had no one to go with. I didn't have any friends who would be interested so last minute going to something like this and I didn't want the fact that this play started I think it was the afternoon play so like a 12 or 1 o'clock showtime stopped me so I just I got up I got ready I got I got some food 
and I took the bus and headed downtown. And it was a funny story because it actually ended up working out in my favor that I, it was just me. I had bought a ticket for I think like seventy dollars to sit in the very back row because I didn't, I couldn't afford to sit, you know, the first couple of rows where it's a couple hundred dollars. And I remember getting there, and. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but on your phone, you can, you know, look at the tickets and you can, like, it's like a movie theater. You can, like, reserve a seat. So I went and I was clicking on the seats to see what seats were still available. And there was actually a single seat in the second row that had not been purchased yet. And it, it shows, you know, all the available and unavailable seats. And so I just kind of hung around the front where like the band and the orchestra plays with all the other little kids because <laughs> I was by myself, so why not? And I waited to see if anyone was going to come and sit in that seat and they were announcing lights go down, show starts in two minutes, everyone take your seats. And I figured, you know, if someone comes up and tries to sit in the seat, I'll just I'll just play dumb and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and I'll get up. And so I ended up sitting in that second row seat and saw the entire play from that point of view. And what was probably a three or $400 seat, I ended up sitting for only about $70 because I just happened to look online. And because I was by myself and didn't have a friend with me, I was able to kind of finagle into that single seat. So it's times like that where it can actually work out in your favor to be completely alone. So these were some things I did completely on my own. Seattle is known for their hiking and their mountains. So I actually did go on a few hikes by myself. Looking back, it feels very Ted Bundy-ish and maybe I shouldn't have done that. But I was going in the middle of the day and there were tons of other people around. I'm not someone that's going to go on like a 12-mile hike by myself because I don't have the physical need for that. So it was fun to just kind of go explore these smaller pathways and, you know, just kind of see nature and get myself out of the house. What's cool about Seattle as well is that it's a giant city, but there's also beaches surrounding it because it's, it's on the water. So you can be in the city at one point, drive 20 minutes, and you're on a beach. So I would go to the beach sometimes and just sit there, you know, kind of watch the water, grab a smoothie. Just being outside in that way was really fulfilling. So like I said, when I moved to Seattle, I had never been there. I didn't know anyone, and I had to find a place to live. So my mom and I flew up two weeks before I had to move there to try and find an apartment. And if you've never been to Seattle, it's extremely spread out in terms of neighborhoods and where to live. It's funny because downtown Seattle is only probably about three miles from where I lived, but if I had tried to walk there, it would have been impossible due to the highways, just the elevation of everything. So when I was there, I was posting on all these Facebook websites trying to one, maybe find a roommate because rent is so expensive in this city. I'm not sure why, because they don't even give you air conditioning, but <laughs> it's a thing there. So me and my mom are parading around Seattle, looking at all these different neighborhoods, and one of, I got a message through Facebook, someone had seen my post about maybe having a roommate and reached out to me and said, hey, 
you know, I'm actually in town with my mom too. We're from, we're both from Arizona. Do you want to meet up and see if we click? I'm only in town until tomorrow. And me and my mom were like, well, that's funny. Like, what are the chances of meeting someone your age from Arizona who's also moving here? And so we ended up meeting up with them. We grabbed some lunch, talked. They were both very nice. And she said that she was seeing an apartment about four hours from now that she thought was going to be a really good fit. And did me and my mom want to come with her and see it to see if we liked it? And so we ended up going with them to this apartment showing. And funny enough, that was that was my new apartment. <laughs> so... I remember we got out of the apartment showing and they were both like, I like you, I like your mom, I think we're a good fit, this is a great apartment, it's in our budget range, do you want to live together? Keep in mind, I had only known this girl for like four hours and she seemed very nice, there was no like immediate red flags, but I just felt really overwhelmed about one, the fact I was moving across the country not knowing anyone, and two, I was about to just sign a lease with some person I had met that day. And my mom looked at me and saw the worry in my eyes and said, hey, you don't have to do this, we can keep looking if you want. I think part of me just knew that this would be a good opportunity for me, one, to have a roommate also from Arizona, an instant friend and two she had found a pretty decent apartment and it was in the area I wanted to live in it was in you know our budget range so I said you know what let's just do it what's the worst that can happen I was only planning on living in Seattle for a year anyway and that's really not that long in the big scheme of things you know I can get through this if she ends up being crazy or something, like I'm sure it'll be fine. It was a two bed, two bath, so we each had our own spaces. And it ended up working out great. We got along, we weren't best friends in terms of us doing every little thing together, but we would go out to eat, we would go to breweries, we would just talk in the apartment after we had both been out all day, just you know, catching up on our lives. And it was nice to have someone to talk to that was kind of always around because like I said I didn't have a lot of friends at the time so having someone to talk to in person and not just on the phone to my other friends back home was really nice and really comforting. Did I get extremely lucky finding someone that wasn't a psychopath and wasn't crazy and just respected my space and I got along well with? Yeah, I'm not sure it would work out that way for everyone, but I've actually done this twice now by finding a roommate on Facebook, and it's worked out great. I've, I've lived with friends before. That can get messy because you know them so well that they're almost so comfortable with you, whereas living with someone in a way where you're strangers that turn into friends, I think, at least in my my experience has worked out a lot better for me. So the biggest way I was able to make friends was obviously one through work. I worked somewhere where a lot of younger people also worked and I was able to make friends with a girl in my work that it was funny, we weren't friends at all at first. We were just kind of coworkers and we actually didn't get along that great until a few months before I was actually gonna be moving out of Seattle, which is funny how things work. 
I'm someone where it can sometimes take a little longer to click with because I am a little bit more shy when you first start to meet me. And so when people come at me with these big personalities, I can sometimes get overwhelmed. And I was already overwhelmed living in this brand new city. So it was nice meeting her and having her in the office to hang out with. And then once we did become close on the outskirts of work, I finally had a friend I could, you know, go out with to the bars and do stuff like that with. And then the other major pinpoint of me making friends was actually through Bumble BFF. Don't knock it till you try it. It has made me actually a lot of different friends. I found this one girl on there who was also somewhat new to the city and I forget what our first little like date was, but we would just kind of go out and we would get like tacos together on Halloween. We went out together and she was super fun. She had one of those bigger, like more bubbly personalities. So she was always inviting me to things. And again, we, we weren't seeing each other constantly, but just having someone I could text every, I don't know, two, three weeks and say, hey, do you want to go grab a drink or do you want to go out and do this? And just having that little bit of human physical connection with someone was really important. And while it was very different than my life now where I'm seeing friends constantly, like on a weekly basis, this was a big step in terms of me going out of my comfort zone you know, going to meet people I had never met and doing this thing. It is so hard as adults out of college making friends because you're used to being just surrounded by people in your classes or maybe you're in a club with them. You're just, you're surrounded by people all your own age who pretty much have all your same interests and all of a sudden you're taken out of that atmosphere and it's like, well, how am I supposed to meet people now? So going and finding little ways to do this i think is really beneficial and at the time i remember feeling weird being on a dating app looking for friends but i've had so many other friends who have also had success on bumble bff you know it's not really that awkward i think i remember there was this one girl i went out with and she was really nice but we just didn't click in terms of having a flowable conversation and there's really no pressure about it because you're not going out with this person and meeting them and worrying about them trying to kiss you or something like they're not a guy we're both just two girls who are trying to make friends you know if we click and it works out great if not it's like well thanks for hanging out with me for like an hour or two and you know learning more about you so i would say if you're living in a city where or even if you're not if you're in your own city and you just want more friends, check out Bumble BFF because it is a great tool. Even if you just make one good friend off of that, I call that a success story. The other great thing about living in a brand new city is that you have lots of friends that want to come and visit you. So it was nice because like I said, I had that one friend come when I first moved in. And then I actually had a boyfriend at the time whole other long story of us doing long distance but he would come and visit me every other month we would switch off flying to see each other 
So it was nice because when he would come visit, I felt so alive knowing, oh, I have someone I can go out and do all these fun activities with that's not just by myself for once. So all these things I had tried on my own and I knew I liked, I would you know, plan out our weekends and say, oh, I went to this really cool brewery. I wanna take you here or you know, this museum was cool. Would you be interested in also seeing it? So it was kind of fun to play tour guide because I had, you know, I felt like someone who actually kind of finally knew this new city and I got to show someone else that I cared about all these fun, cool new things that they had never seen themselves. Something else I did because I had some extra time on my hands because my job was only part-time, I... I'm very into volunteering and I actually did an internship with Make-A-Wish when I was in college. So I found that they had a -A Make-A-Wish chapter in Seattle and I reached out to them and said, hi, if you're ever in need of any help in terms of, you know, volunteering, let me know. It worked out well because there was a night where they needed someone to kind of do some content capturing for them for a kid who was going to a hockey game and it was Star Wars themed that night and he loved Star Wars so they wanted to capture him walking around meeting the Star Wars people and getting to ride on the Zamboni and so I got to meet this kid who was adorable He was so playful and fun. Um, I actually got paid for it a little bit, which was nice as well. And I just, I spent a night out doing something that was fun, that was giving back to the community, that was helping a kid. And I would always look for these small things I could do that wasn't just sitting on my couch with a bottle of wine watching Netflix. And I would do that quite often, actually. (laughs) If I, if I had a really hard week or I was just really tired, I would go to Trader Joe's, pick up a bottle of wine and some pizza and just like watch two or three movies as I consumed this and would call my mom, call my boyfriend just to pass the time if I didn't feel like going out that day. I was really big on going to the gym as well. I worked right next to a fitness center. So every day after work, I would walk straight over there and go to the gym. So I did my best to kind of keep my regular schedule going in this new city, even though it was so different. It was weird because I would walk to work every day. Weird, right? I lived in a city now. I didn't need to be driving all the time. So I would walk about a mile and a half every day to and from work. And living in Seattle, it's raining 90% of the time. So I pretty much gave up on doing my hair because one, the humidity was crazy. And two, I didn't really see the point in doing all of this when I was going to get rained on. And I would wear a rain jacket, I would bring an umbrella, but when you're walking for 25 minutes in the rain and the wind, it just kind of seems pointless at some point. So that was a little hard to get used to. I feel like I always feel better when I do get ready, whether that's just doing my hair a little bit or putting on a little bit of makeup. So that was one of the harder things getting used to was I did not know how to get to work without, you know, why would I spend an hour straightening or curling my hair 
it's gonna get all messed up so that was something that I just kind of had to deal with overall though it was a good experience for me there were a lot of times where I wanted to leave it was nice because I would fly back to Arizona every month or two to you know either see my boyfriend at the time or visit my family so I wasn't constantly living in a state of not seeing people that I actually did know but it was it was really hard because I came from Arizona where it's sunny 24 7 the sky is blue to living somewhere where it's raining all the time it's cloudy it's dark it would it would start getting dark around like 4 p.m and I would not want to walk home from work when it was already pitch black so a lot of the time I would have to leave work early or I would have to figure out a way to get home because I didn't want to be walking alone by myself as a woman in Seattle. I'm not trying to get murdered, so that made it hard because I would want to go home and it would be four o'clock and I'm like, well, do I go to bed? Do I turn on a movie? Where it's like here in Arizona, it's 4 p.m. All right, well, time for me to go home, change my clothes, eat dinner hit the gym, maybe go see a movie. Like it's it's such a different mindset and I really had to get used to that. I was working not only my part-time job at the time, but I also had another part-time job to kind of supplement my income. And I was working as a hostess slash busboy position at this restaurant. And I really learned that I'm not meant for the food industry in that type of way. I don't do well with people yelling at me if their drink is wrong or maybe their food took an extra 10 minutes. I just don't do well. Um, I just, it's not that serious. And why are you getting mad at me for it? And so I remember I wanted to quit so badly, but because I had all this extra time on my hands and I would go to this job from like five to 10, two or three times a week so that kind of gave me something to do to you know kill time and also the money was pretty good because the minimum wage in Seattle is actually quite high plus I made tips so the money wasn't bad and I had nothing else going for me so that was kind of my way of feeling productive it's funny because I look back and I'm very happy that I did it at the same time I remember feeling really sad and depressed one because I would look outside and I would literally see a sky of clouds and rain falling constantly but at the same time I moved somewhere completely different with no family no friends I was able to get out of my comfort zone make those friends I was able to you know go out in the city by myself and explore new things that I, that I never would have done before if I had not been thrown into a situation where I was forced to be alone. I have a really big appreciation for Seattle now and I honestly miss it. I, I've been trying to go back and visit but I have a new rule now that I'll only go back in the summer months because I don't want to see the rain anymore. <laughs> But to wrap all this up, I just, I think it's important to at some point get out of your comfort zone and move away from your hometown. If you're someone that's never, if you were born and raised where you live, it's time for you to spread your wings and fly. 
I have friends from Chicago that still live in our little suburb, and I'm always saying to them, why don't you leave? What is holding you here? And their response is, I don't know. Like, I don't love it here. I don't want to live here, but my family's here. I don't know anyone, anyone else. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I live in Arizona. Come to Arizona or, like, move somewhere close to that. I just... I understand the fear of leaving everything you've ever known behind and it is really scary to go out and do these things and are you going to feel alone for a while? Are you going to feel lonely when you move to a brand new city and you don't know like where the nearest target is or you don't know where anything that you're usually going to is? Yeah, but you're going to get over that. You're going to get used to it and you're probably going to make friends, one, through work, too, just by going out. And also, this is a very big life. If you hate it that much after a year, you can always move back. You can always move somewhere else maybe and give that a try. There's nothing really holding you back from doing these new things. And so my response to this is, well, if you're scared, just give it a try. You know, if you really don't like it, there's no one that's going to, like, strap you to a chair and say you're not allowed to leave. No, if you hate it, get back in your car, pack up your stuff, and move back home. But at least you can say that you gave it a try, and there's nothing holding you back from that. I'm very grateful that I've lived in so many places because I feel like I finally know what I want. I've lived on the West Coast. I've lived in the South the Midwest. The only place I haven't really lived is the East Coast, but I've been there and I don't think it's for me in terms of living there permanently. I feel the most happiest here in Arizona. One, because the weather is just amazing. Yeah, it's kind of hot during the summer, but you get over it when it's the middle of winter and it's 75 degrees out. It's nice because I did go to college here, so I have a lot of friends that live here. My immediate family doesn't necessarily live here. My brother also goes to school here, so I see him. And then my parents live in Vegas, so they're not not far. You know, I can drive to them in five hours or hop on a plane for 45 minutes to see them. It feels like such a happy medium of knowing a place well while also still getting used to it. You know, I recently moved back here last August, and while I felt comfortable in knowing I had lived here before, it was also scary because I had to find my own apartment. I had to, you know, figure out work and doing all these things in a way where I was not living under my parents' roof, and I had to kind of do it all myself is a whole new thing that I had to explore and I finally feel like I'm settled here and things actually feel good and feel happy you know one day I may leave Arizona I now have a very limited amount of states that I will live in just because I know what I like and what I don't like I would never move back to Seattle. I don't think I'm meant to live somewhere that rainy and dreary. But will I go back and visit? Absolutely. Such a great place. And it's nice having friends there that I know I can go and stay with if I want. But to wrap this up one more time, take that chance. Take that leap of faith. 
you know, if you have a job where it's easy for you to get a new job in a different state, why not just do it? Again, why not give it that chance? You have no idea where it's going to lead you. Maybe you'll meet the love of your life. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you'll find the coolest roommate ever or... Maybe cost of living is higher, lower. Maybe it's going to help you out in some other form. But I just think staying comfortable and not, you know, reaching those outer limits isn't going to help you as a person to grow and to see things in a different way. And that's why I feel like I have such a big range on things in terms of knowing how I want things and how I don't want things because I've had so many experiences. I've met so many different types of people and I feel like I have a really good scope on just navigating my own inner thoughts. And I feel like a lot of people don't have that in them where they may not quite know what they want or what they're looking for. And I think this is a great first step to take If you're just graduating college and you get a job offer across the country, take it. I see no reason why not to do that. That's the time in your life when you should be doing these things. You're not held down by being married or having kids. You're able to go and kind of do these small moves. I only lived in Seattle for about nine months because COVID hit when I was there. So I ended up coming back home during that time. But it was such a eye-opening experience, and I moved there right from college. As someone who's now moved for a job and has come back to their home, I wouldn't necessarily go out and move to, let's say, I don't know, Virginia if I was offered a job because I have no family there, I have no friends there, and unless I'm being offered an absurd amount of money, It wouldn't make sense for me where I'm at in my life to just pick up and move when I've already had all these other experiences and I know what I like and I don't like. But if you're someone that's never done it and you have a cool opportunity to move somewhere you've never been or you've never seen and you're going to be doing something cool, go for it. Give it a year. Give it at least six months. It's going to take you at least six months to settle in. But I'd say really just give it a year see how you feel if you love it amazing you did a great thing for yourself if you hate it okay still amazing you learned a lot about what you like and don't like now you can go on and make more decisions from that experience and I think that's beautiful (laughs) those are my two cents on why it's important to get out of your hometown and get uncomfortable thank you again for listening Please go and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at What the Frick Podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.